We're just a lot of talk. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for your further listening pleasure, TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. Welcome back to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charme Amber. Thanks for staying with us. Our guest today is Dr. Nicole LeBeach, author of A Woman's True Purpose. <laughs> Nicole, you know, in talking to you and listening to you, my heart tells me that you um, work with a lot of people that are having a rough time and you're really helping them, and this is where this book came from. Most definitely. You know, I I have had... Uh, really the pleasure of working with some pretty dynamic people. And some of them are right on as it relates to, you know, what they want to do in their career and they're very successful at what they do. And some are trying to figure out what their lane is. You know, what is what is the thing that makes me feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be? Mm-hmm. But... The self-esteem thing is really interesting that it's a thread that goes across both groups that we always have to look at, you know, when we're talking about our obstacles and what we're afraid of and what we think's possible and what we think's not possible. Yeah. I always say, okay, let's go back to a snapshot of what you think about yourself because that tends to interpret the world around you. It helps you to perceive and receive information, and that's where, you, that's where your mindset is really created. You first start from what you think of yourself, mm-hmm. and then you receive everything around you in reference to whether or not you think you're good enough, whether or not you think that you're valuable and you have something to bring to the table. So there's a real big connection there on both sides. And I think I've been really, really fortunate because I've worked with a lot of really good and great people. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to help them kind of sort through some of that stuff to figure out what the best next steps are. Yes. So the outer in our lives is the reflection of the inner, and self-esteem makes a big difference. It makes a huge difference. Um, you can't, it is almost impossible to see yourself as worthless and move forward as if you're of great value. Yes. It's absolutely true. So sometimes we're the ones who have to be our best life coaches and, you know, take time in the mirror or something and and acknowledge ourselves and, uh, you know, Value, give ourselves value and significance by our own view of ourselves. Sure, and one of the things that I tell people is look at the person that you admire. Find the person that you think, you know, has all of these wonderful attributes and all of these wonderful things going for them, and you've put all of these accolades and, you know, you, you have great applause and admiration for this person. Now take a moment and say, all of those things are qualities that I'm capable of. Nice. And right now, I probably have at least half of that, Mm -hmm. but I'm not willing to acknowledge it. Ah. It's not the whole thing, so pooey. Yeah. 
I'm not even willing to acknowledge that some of what I see in that person is right here, right now, within me. Yeah. Boy, that's a valuable turn right there. You know, it's critical in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So... A person's confidence, self-esteem, and expectations actually dictate a good piece of the probability of their dreams, uh, challenges, tasks becoming solved or coming true. Yeah, because, you know, you, you being the first person to acknowledge that you are valuable gives you permission to see the value that you bring to other people's lives. Because purpose is usually connected to other people, making things better. Yes. It's not a it's not a self thing where it's about you. It really is about so much, you know, that's bigger than you as it relates to service and community and so many great, mm-hmm. you know, things that help other people. But if you're not willing to own that the assignment that you've been given called purpose is worth going after, it becomes a real challenge from that point because you're consistently self-doubting and not willing to accept it. So so does each person have their own unique purpose uh, that they need to find and develop and align with? I believe so. Most definitely. Yes, I do too. Um, When you, like you say, have this good self-esteem that you manage and you look for and you uh, keep working on, it wouldn't be so hard to ask for a raise and expect it and naturally be in that frequency where raises happen. Sure, because there's some people that don't have an issue with that at all. (laughs) You know, and... it's it's so surprising to other people that do have that issue because their first thought is, I can't believe you asked for that. Yes. Are you kidding? <laughs> I, you know, I can't. I, how did you do that? <laughs> and the other person is kind of sitting there saying, well, I do a great job every day. You know, I'm an overachiever and, and I work well on the team and I've saved the company this amount of money and all of this stuff. And, and they're sitting there saying, why wouldn't I ask for it? Nice. You know, that's that's good. A lot of us have been raised to just not think we have it coming somehow. Mm-hmm. And I guess we need to do a self-talk and change that little program. Yeah, and and consider what we bring to the achievement of whatever that is. Yeah, our value. You know, what, whatever you're doing, whether right now you're very invested in your career or you're very invested with your family, whatever the case may be, if you are giving it attention and doing your best, you're bringing about a better outcome than if you weren't there. Yep. So to become invisible and not acknowledge what you are bringing to the table to help manifest something positive, yeah. it, it, it's really almost a crime, kind of. Right. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmé Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. 
Don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today is Dr. Nicole LeBeach, and she's written a book called A Woman's True Purpose. Sometimes, if you don't acknowledge yourself, nobody else will. Are you there? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Here's something that you wrote about quite a bit in your book. Um, has to do with packing or getting rid of dead weight. You want to talk about that? We hold on to stuff way too long. <laughs> That's for sure. You know, and, and the analogy that I give that probably a lot of women can attest to is, is shoes. You go into a store, you see a pair of shoes, it's on sale. You have nothing, I mean nothing to wear with it. But you've decided you have to have these shoes. Okay. <laughs> so you buy them. You bring them home. Five years later, you still have not worn those shoes. <laughs> but you refuse to give them away. You refuse to do anything with them but keep them exactly where they've been for the last five years. Why? Because now in some kind of euphoric way, you believe they've earned their space <laughs> to just sit there and be and coexist with the rest of the shoes that you wear and you get a good use out of them. And, you, you know, you start to look at life and you recognize, you know, there are some things, people, places, and things that don't need to move to the next location. So when you pack up and you're moving from one apartment to, to a house or one apartment to a nicer apartment or to a new location, everything that's in that apartment doesn't need to go with you. There are some things that you just have an opportunity to say, you know what, this is the end of the road for us, and I don't think that this is going to be healthy where I'm trying to go. So I'm going to make a shift and I'm going to make some changes mm -hmm. and start to travel light rather than just throwing everything in the bag and saying, well, they've been around for years, so now they're a permanent fixture and I no longer have choices. Yeah, some part of you is attached to them, feels obligated or whatnot, and so you're stuck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, and life is really, really short, and that pair of shoes, you know, it, it's taken up space for that, that other pair of shoes that you want to buy <laughs> that you'll get some wear out of. Yeah. Because you're not willing to part with it, and you don't really even have a good explanation of why you don't want to part with it, except for the fact you've had it for all those years. Yeah. That's I, not enough. I guess I've got some shirts like that. And <laughs> <laughs> my husband would say the same exact thing. <laughs> Charmy tugs and I go, but, 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 but and it but. still sits there. <laughs> yeah, and let it go. Let, you know, my, my husband is really funny about that because he'll say, okay, it's time to have a eulogy and it's time to let this go. And he will go through, you know, his own little ceremony to basically say, it's time, we've got to cut the cord yeah. and let this go. And, and it's interesting because we expect 
for our pets, you know, to earn their keep. Mm -hmm. They bring joy and they're yeah. happy to see us and yeah. all those things. And we struggle with other people earning their keep in our lives. We right. struggle with being able to say, you know what, gosh, every time you're around me, it makes me feel sad. Mm -hmm. You drain so much energy out of me. And even when I try to be positive and give you, you know, what I think you may need, it's still just awful. How long am I going to do that? I don't want to do that anymore. It's unhealthy for me. It's probably not the most healthy for you. It, it may be time to make a shift. Yes. So with your husband, when he does this uh, cutting the cord thing, now be honest, does he cry? No. <laughs> no, but I tell you, he is the funniest. He is the funniest. So he will hold my hand and he'll say, come on. Sing with me. <laughs> you know, we're we're, we're going to do this. And, and he's really serious about that. And, you know, on, on some days when I'm really pushing back, he'll just pull out the book and he'll start reading from it. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not fair. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so fear is like debilitating parasites. You either get rid of them or they get rid of you. You want, yeah. you want to talk about fear? It, it will paralyze you because I talk about fear being um, false evidence appearing real. Ooh, nice. And, and what I talk about is the fact that one of the things I, I figured out in my own experience is that fear doesn't like movement. Fear has the most power when it's able to debilitate you and paralyze you. But the minute you keep moving, you start to recognize something. Fear, it's the movement is like kryptonite to fear. It starts moving in the other direction. Yes. So you think about it from the standpoint of, you know, one of the things that happened to me a couple of months back is I decided I was going to go to the gym and I was going to get a trainer. And the trainer says to me, okay, I want you to get on the elliptical machine. I want you to do that for 40 minutes. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> you know, how am I supposed to do that? But I'm like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. You know, what if I say I can't do it? I'm going to just really look like I, you know, oh, this is horrible. So I said to myself, okay, well, then I'll just, you know, I'll just do it. I know I'm not going to make it, but all right, fine. I get on there, and before you know it, I'm about 30 minutes in. So I'm like, well, I can't quit now. I'm further in than where I started. I got, I got less to go than where I've been. By the time you knew it, I was done. And that's how, that's how it works. You have fear and anxiety about so many different things. And if you just keep moving, after a while, you recognize, I'm not that afraid of that anymore. That's very nice. Uh, I remember a guy years ago told me he was in the AAA, and he says, just showing up. And, and to me, that seemed weird, but as time went on, you know, for a lot of people, just showing up, that motion and being put in the action of, okay, now here, go sweep this or go put this on that shelf, it moved them past the part that was stuck, mm -hmm. the motion. Mm -hmm. that's, that's very good. 
it, it is it is very true for pretty much everything. You know, we fear a lot of times, I, I hear clients say all the time, you know, I say, okay, what are you afraid of? And they're like, I'm just afraid of the unknown. You know, I, I don't know what's out there. And I say, okay, then tell me what's going to happen in the next five minutes. And they kind of look at me like, okay, is this a trick question? <laughs> I, I don't know. And I say, okay, so you don't know what's going to happen in the next five minutes. Neither do I. Not with 100% certainty. I can't tell you what's going to happen five minutes from now. I can tell you what I plan to be doing five minutes yep. from now. We'll see if that comes to fruition. So worrying about the unknown and being afraid of the unknown when you have absolutely no control of the unknown, it's like, gosh, I could put that energy doing something else. Mm-hmm. Sure could. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts. Our guest today, Dr. Nicole LeBeach. She's written a book called A Woman's True Purpose. Really a useful book if you'd like to get yourself on track and out of the places that keep you stuck. Stay with us. We have more.